That's a great theme song for Morgan Lucas this afternoon at Seattle, For Whom the Bell Tolls. Took that Geico top fuel rail and just beat some ass. Took Grubnick down. Huge win for Morgan Lucas. Trying to set himself up for that final run for the championship. Now setting seventh in points. Joining us, Lucas Oil Studios and the Freaks Pits. Morgan Lucas all the way from Seattle. Morgan, are you drunk? No, not at all. I actually haven't had one drop of alcohol yet. So... Very sober, very, very uh, uh, distinguished version of me at this point. That, that, that will soon deteriorate. Did you hear that yet in but, there? Uh, it was a great day, great day today, man. He got Love that it. yet in there, really right good. Now. Yeah, you you say yet. You're not intoxicated yet. What do we? What when you hang up? Is that when the uh, Patron shots start? Well, I mean, I don't know if we're going to go that extent, but something similar to and yes. <laughs> in other words, he's going to get this cheap red eye and he's going to yeah. do it up. <laughs> hey, Morgan, you got to be happy with this win because it pushes you up into the seventh spot. Really, really, for the most part, the wheels aren't going to fall off. It's solidifying you for the countdown. You know, uh, it would have to be one tragic play, uh, which is not, it's, I mean, obviously it's not impossible, um, but, you know, if we could just stay consistent, mind our P's and Q's, and, uh, you know, just, just race smart, man. We, we can at least uh, solidify the countdown spot and, and try to, to make a run at getting a decent finish in the points at the end of the year. Morgan Lucas, top field winner from Seattle, joins us in the Freaks Pit. Statman, go ahead. Morgan, this may sound like a crazy question, but you put a team together, and it's a pretty formidable team, and uh, you're winning races. You win a couple of races a year. You're well in the countdown. Uh, would you you like being a team owner, uh, or would you rather maybe race for somebody else? Uh, you know, to be honest with you, there's, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of times where uh, I do such a bad job behind the wheel that I, I, I'd almost rather just be a team owner so I can at least point the finger. Um, <laughs> but, um yeah, to be completely honest, I, I, I enjoy driving the car, but I think most importantly, I enjoy being part of the team. And I think the beauty of our situation is that uh, I'm, I'm learning a lot about certain aspects of business from my father. Um, my wife and I get to, to do this with something together, and then we have a little more say in our future at times. But, you know, when you race for somebody else, you're kind of along for the ride, and you never want to be the guy that's bitching about anything or worrying about anything in that regard. Um, because you're there to drive the car. You're not there to, to tell people how to do their jobs. Um, so for us, we have a little control over it. But we just know we're really blessed. We're in a good situation. Uh, my dad uh, and mom will work really hard to offer this up to us. Bring Geico coming in. It's just it's like having two families that really stand behind what you do. There was a time, Morgan Lucas, when Kenny Bernstein, uh, in the middle of drag racing, he had an IndyCar team, he had a NASCAR team. Is that something that you'd like to do, maybe branch out and test the water and some other things? Uh, not as far as an ownership role, so I'm going to put the hell no stamp on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, those guys, uh, there's enough headaches in our sport. It took us enough years to get to where we're at now. And that's to feel like we have a competitive program, or at least have the potential to be competitive. Um, and there's never any given, you know. I mean, this this is 
probably the this turning point is the to be honest with you, it's something that's um I was starting to doubt seeing it happen and only because I've been in this position before and uh don't want to get down but I don't also want to be a realist. You know, I, I gotta gotta know that there's potential for any direction to happen and my guys uh they they did it. I mean they they, they persevered um to go to the final two weeks in a row. I feel like we're doing it as a team effort. It's just it's getting fun. It's getting a lot of fun, uh, and I'm really proud of everybody. And I, I it's just you can't say enough good things about it. Let me go one more step in this direction. Morgan Lucas, a top fuel winner in HRA Seattle this weekend. There, how do I? How do I? I'm always amazed when teams. When the when the switch goes on and suddenly they start winning, for you it's not suddenly, but that point when you started winning and starting becoming competitive, uh, when did you recognize that point when it happened? And what was the maybe the switch that you found and said, ah, that's what's going to you know turn the corner here? We we were waiting on some some supercharger parts to show up. Uh, we put a six stick clutch in our car, made some big moves going into the Chicago race. And uh, it, it paid off there. We ran really good. And quickest run we'd made since September of last year. And that was a, a complete awesome thing that happened. Uh, but it spoiled us in that first race. And then we went to a hot track the next week and struggled. And the biggest thing for us, we tested after Norwalk, not understanding how big a move we needed to make for the situation since there's so many dramatic changes that we made. And I think the test session really um, helped us a lot. And we learned a lot. We went to Denver, and Denver is just Denver. The place is beautiful, but it is a pain in the ass to race that. And um, uh, it's just because of the altitude and everything else. But um, going to Sonoma, we just took what we learned at the test session, we applied it. And I think that's kind of when we saw um, the hard work starting to pay dividends, only because of the fact that we went down two times in qualifying a really good run, and then we went into Sunday morning or second quick of first round, uh, smoked our second round, and we won a pedal in that there. And just ran good in the semis. It, we're, just, we're still picking away at it, but it, it, it just seemed like it started to turn a quarter. And um, just got to talk to my dad for having the patience that he does with us and not uh, firing us all a long time ago. His name, Freak Nation, Morgan Lucas, your top fuel winner from Seattle, joins us, Lucas Oil Studios. And you being a younger driver in the NHRA, Morgan, we've talked about how there might be ways to change up drag racing because you can take every track is 1,000 feet. Every single track you run on is 1,000 feet. We know the texture and the, the concrete and so forth are different from track to track, but from a fan standpoint or a younger fan standpoint, how could you change up the series or change up maybe maybe moving to maybe some tracks to a quarter mile, maybe moving one to an eighth mile? Is there something you could do differently or you'd want to do differently in drag racing to make it a little bit more appealing to the younger generation who understands that tracks have to be different and look different? You know, I, to be honest, there are a ton of fundamental aspects that I think could make the sport more appealing to um, all kinds of generations of fans and the different uh, demographics in the sense of age, um, uh, personalities, uh, races, 
you know, genders, whatever it is, there's a lot of things that could happen. I obviously I don't have all the answers, but I do know that a younger generation needs to get into the sport and is starting to, but we need it to happen now. Uh, and that's that's because of the fact that the sport needs that next generation of fans to, to really take over and to 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 appeal to our sponsors. We need sponsors to look at these things. So we need it to happen. But to say how, to say four mile tracks versus thousand foot tracks or eight mile tracks, whatever it is, um, I can't say that that is the the answer. I, I think maybe um, I think really what we need to do is just look at what other sports are doing right, not just motorsports. We need to offer a full spectrum and and experience for people because. People can go home and play video games or watch movies and every theater. There's so many ways people could be entertained now. We don't need to fall behind in that regard. And I, I know the sport has a lot of potential to, to try different avenues and to go different directions, but cool. Um, uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully they find some ways to do that. And I know that there's a lot of people in Glendora working hard at trying to figure out what the next step is. Well, yeah, you get it. Yeah, Statman, he understands where we're coming from. Yeah, and it, it, the biggest headline in drag racing this week was Ford. Do you think Ford leaving the NHRA next after next season, do you think that is more about Ford or about the NHRA? It sounds like you've been thinking about some of this. Well, uh, you know, I don't want to step across the lines, but I, I all I'm going to say is that Ford and Toyota do more for drag racing from the manufacturer standpoint than General Motors does. But for some reason, General Motors is getting a lot of special treatment. And uh, I think that maybe there's a bad taste in somebody's mouth there. I don't know. But what I do know is that uh, NHRA had a really good thing going there. Really, really good thing. There's the bummer to see him lose it. I don't know what happened. But, um, you know, if there was something that was a fault of a person or a group, then maybe this is the learning space they could figure out and somehow get Ford back on board later on. Wow. Mm-hmm. Freak Nation, his name, winner, Morgan Lucas, top fuel, running that Geico rail there in Seattle and with a big old win. Where are you right now? Are you at a bar? Are you at a restaurant? you about to sit down and have some grub, rest- Morgan? It's, 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 a, it's a restaurant slash pizza bar slash bar slash I don't know. It's the only place that we could probably put all of our people in and actually find food that everybody will enjoy. Uh, I got I got to feed a, a, a baby inside my wife's belly, so I got we, we got to go somewhere good. And it, it's amazing if you saw her from any direction other than the side, you wouldn't know she's pregnant at all. She's like the cutest pregnant woman in the world, but she still has to eat. So I can't. We got to find someone that has a lot of good food options, so that way she has choices, and we don't go to some crappy place where it's either overcooked chicken or overcooked steak, like a hockey puck or something. We got to make sure she's tried and healthy because her, her kids got to come out ready to uh, impress. Hey, hey, Morgan, what's the one craving that she's having right now that she's never had? I would say lemonade would probably be the one thing that would be closest what? to a craving. She hasn't had anything that. Uh, any one thing that is above, you know, craving wise. I'm not trying to get too much into information. I'm just trying to push out a compliment that she's the most beautiful pregnant woman I've ever seen. Yeah, she must be standing right nearby, huh? But, well, well, of course. <laughs> and I'm sure her hormones have made her a much nicer, beautiful pregnant woman, right? Uh, you honestly, swear to God, you wouldn't know. 
Really? Yeah, you, yeah. It's it's. I God is shining down on our pregnancy, and He is taking care of us. <laughs> <laughs> this man is growing up before our very eyes. I know. It. <laughs> Hey man, we're happy for you. Go out there, just just go out there and put it to them next. Or you're out, you're off next weekend. Then of course you've got um, you've got Minnesota, and then you have the granddaddy of them all, man. Good luck to you, my friend. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you having me on, and uh, you guys have a good night tonight. All right, Morgan. You too, partner. Thanks, thanks Dad. Wow, how weird does that sound, Stat Man? Wow. Yeah, I still when he was saying all that stuff throughout that, and for some reason. Remember, we were up at Bakersfield, and him and his partners were outside the the suite that we had there. I remember going out on the the steps there, and he was like, I don't know, sixteen, eighteen, whatever he was. And uh, you know, we were. What are you going to do? I don't know. I mean, and here's a grown man winning races and owning his own team, putting money in other people's pockets so they could feed their families. Wow, that's a that's an incredible jump for uh, a kid. I don't know. Is he thirty years old yet? Now, why do you ask me that? I don't, I don't know if he is thirty yet. I don't. He can't be because he was only like eighteen, ten years ago. Yeah, so when I, probably not thirty years old yet. 